Broadcasting from high above the reserve, this is Radio Harambe. Jumbo, everyone, and thank you as always for tuning into Radio Harambe. I am Dave McBride, broadcasting from the Radio Harambe studios, and joining me in studio, breathing over my shoulder as usual, <laughs> is Safari Mike. Mike, how are you? Jumbo, Dave. I, I want to say that I put the bay in Harambe. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> Somebody said that about me on Twitter, so I just threw it out there. I thought it was great, and now it's my Twitter profile. Another reason why I don't go on Twitter. You should uh, go on Twitter I because... I don't like Twitter. I don't like Twitter. But a friend of mine, Steve, said you have a voice that you can listen to all night long. I don't want somebody named Steve saying that. <laughs> the, <laughs> you might have a bit of a man crush. I, it's fine. <laughs> I don't like Twitter. Um, so anyway... Uh, before we get started on our main uh, topic, Mike, you had something you wanted to mention. You, uh, for, let's just preface this by saying that uh, Mike has recently returned from a short yet eventful trip to uh, yes. Walt Disney World. He is just back. Um, before we go into... Virtually no sleep. We, right. We, what we <laughs> wanted to do today is Mike had a chance to, uh, to experience in one of the new tours. Um, and we're going to talk about that in a second. But before we do that, Mike, anything else new to report that you want to mention. Well, uh, I do want to talk about Give Kids the World, but I, I, I could bring us up also. I did the baseline tap area in Disney's Hollywood Studios. You know, the new beer garden yes. kind of thing. Well, in I, heard, I have not seen it or anything, but I, I heard it's I there. I was there. I was a little disappointed. Really? Why? Well, the beer list is good. Okay. It is had a, all of the um, prerequisite IPAs and yes. hoppy, uh, no, um, not, not too much. I mean, they had high a, alcohol, disgusting <laughs> nonsense that you like to drink. They had they just you do, and your coastal elite friends. They just do beers from California. <laughs> speaking of coastal elite, right, right. Well, um, yeah, so it's only yeah. beers from California. Okay, um, it wasn't all IPAs. Just... There were some sours and some other things that were going on. I, I, that's the one thing I don't like is sours. I don't like but sours either. E- neither here nor there. The beer list was actually good. Yeah, do you have yourself a good chocolate porter? No. No? No. no. I always have places like that. I always have a chocolate porter. I had porter. Uh, something from Anchor Brewing, which was or, good. Or a coffee stout. No you like coffee stouts, stouts too. No. no. I had a uh, <laughs> some sort of blonde ale, an IPA. But anyway. A double IPA? Do you have a double IPA? No, no, no triple IPAs. No, no imperial no. IPAs. No imperial? Oh, no. well. Um, what about the, the, how does it look inside? It Not great. Oh, okay. Is that really so, what you didn't like? Yeah. So uh, it looks okay inside. It oh. is a very weird setup. So it's the old writer stop. So it's kind of this oh, long. Oh, really? Yeah. It's the long shaped building. And you know, small. It's, it's thin and long, essentially. Yeah. 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 So on the wall uh, cl- away from the door, where you used to have all the books and stuff, okay. the, is this long bar, which is basically a counter service. There's no place to like sit at the bar. Then why have a long bar? 
because they have like three lines for a counter service essentially you can get those like three different bartenders but the one all the way on the left it's hard to get there because there's not much space lines in between people, yeah. and it's just clogged there's a couple of tables over here um you know closest to the door that are fine yeah you can't but say it's over here Mike. It's on, you're, on, you're on the radio well i'm you know that's you're on fair. the radio that's, that's fair. nobody knows where here is you can't point I pointed. Um, I mean, outdoors, there's some seating, but it's not really great shade or anything like that. I think in the summer, it would be kind of hot, but it's just yeah. a weird space. And they also have terrible music. They have, like, covers of bad songs. I mean, it's just terrible music. Could you have just walked in and there's yes. a couple of songs you didn't like? In fact, you can get uh, you can get the beer to go. So you can go in there, get it, and oh. get the heck out of Dodge. But um, as a lounge, But it's not a place you'd hang out in. No. And when they when you mm, just when they just that's finished- Let's think of some of the bars they've recently uh, built. Well, that's Nomad what Lounge, I was just going to say. Jock yeah. Lindsay's. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Boathouse Bar. All, all right. these places are great spaces just to sit and have a drink. Not one. That that you They're shoehorning it into that place, yeah, though, essentially. Yeah, essentially. Anything they didn't really have to. They could have used the outdoor patio and built like a bar if they wanted to. Yes, they could have. Yes, they could have. Um, what else? What else is new? Anything else new? I don't think so, because I was only there in August, so I don't think there was anything else okay. new. However... Okay. Uh, my friend uh, Christina uh, talked me into going and don't uh, taking time to volunteer at Give Kids the World, which we did on Friday night. Um, it she was, has some sort of cosmic powers to make you do things. Like this. <laughs> I don't. I, I don't know how she's done it. But well, I mean, I I may volunteer in in the past. I volunteered at the Bronx Zoo for eighteen years. Right, but that's because you liked it. So, uh, but so um, <laughs> it is for people who don't know. These are curmudgeon folks. I am not a curmudgeon. <laughs> for people who don't know, Give Kids the World is in Kissimmee. It is this facility um, that has rides, like carousels and like other like kind of off the shelf kind of rides. Um, right, I train ride, all that kind of stuff. Cool. And it is for uh, people who have very ill children. They can bring their children there um, with their families. There are all these houses all around the facility so that you get a house to stay in. Amazing. It's done through Make a Wish. I know Make a Wish provides a lot of the you know. There's, right. a, there's a relationship there. Uh huh. Um, and they ask for volunteers all the time, and wow. uh, we volunteered. We did a, um, I did face painting at a at a pool site. They have a great pool. I saw that picture. I didn't know what you were doing we there. Were, we I were didn't. The, I didn't realize what the face painting was happening. Yeah, they were, now I know. There were a couple of different stations. Like some people are doing like little mer, like not little mermaid, mermaid face paintings. Right, right. We right. were at the pirate station. Right. Um, so we were doing like scars and you know eye patches and things gotcha. like that, and like tattoos and and these kids. Um, who these crazy kids? You who, see, this is how Mike usually talks. <laughs> these, these crazy kids. These children who and, and their families. I mean, obviously, it's not just the children who are ill, but their brothers and sisters. Uh huh. Um, and in a lot of cases, the, it's the family themselves that just need the vacation, and, and here they can enjoy sure, sure. A, a week where you know a lot of things are taken care of that, for them. Right. Um, they have the house. They get free transportation to the Sounds park. Great. Free park things. So I. I know a lot of people go to Disney World and are there for a week and they're yeah. like, and they don't want to you know I don't want to give up four hours of you know where I could be at the Hollywood Studios or whatnot. Oh come on! Um, there are a lot of people there, and I understand there are people there who only go like once every five years or so. This the rides there sound better than the ones at the Hollywood Studios. Uh, there are more. I will say there are more rides that give kids the world than there are at Hollywood Studios. 
But it was... They could just build a big bar in there, (laughs) It was really, really worth it. It was an amazing experience. I recommend anybody to go to... um, very mean. GKTW, givekidstheworld.org. Um, you can volunteer through there. Um, definitely do it. It's a few hours. Even children can, I'm not real young kids, but you know, right, kids right. my Teenagers. age can do it. Teenagers for sure. and stuff, yeah. Um, and they have various things. You can either operate rides, you can be involved in like some of the cafeteria stuff, or you can be involved in these parties. Um, apparently, whatever we signed up for, which was kind of like a, was a very popular thing. Some, some people there who volunteered very often were like, oh, we've been trying to get this party for the longest time. So um, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun and really very, cool. very rewarding. That sounds awesome. What was it? Say, say the information again. Sure. Go to www.gktw, give kids, kids the, the world, world the right. abbreviation for it, uh, .org, .org. And, um, you know, take a look. Uh, if you can't donate time, donate money. But you know, time is a great thing. And believe me, um, especially for people who go to Disney often, mm-hmm. um, giving a little bit back um, to this kind of thing. Because they, a lot of these kids go to the parks during the day and kind of stuff. There's free admission and all that, and shuttles awesome. and all that kind of stuff. It's real close. It's only about fifteen. Yeah, I was just that away. was my next question. Maybe twenty minutes away. We Ubered it. Took maybe twenty minutes. Right. Um, totally worth it. I, I would do it again in a heartbeat, and I will. Well, well done, Mike. Well done. That's an interesting, uh, a great idea for people. And, and, and I do think of, you know, especially listening to this podcast, I know we have a lot of friends and a lot of listeners who uh, go there a lot. Right. And, uh, you know, maybe spare yourself a half a day and, and, and go do something like this. Sounds like a great idea. Um, speaking of great ideas. Yes. Uh, Mike also had the opportunity to experience one of the new, well, we call them tours. It's a tour. It's, it's a, tour. a tour. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's one that's only only started uh, a few months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called Caring for Giants. Mm-hmm. Before we get into it, I want to read the official Disney description. Knock yourself out. And we'll see if Mike thinks this official Disney description matches. Get a closer look at the majestic African elephants at Disney's Animal Kingdom Park and learn what it takes to care for them. Delve into the wondrous world of park's largest inhabitants during this 60-minute experience, so shorter than most tours. Um, You'll meet with dedicated animal specialists who provide for the care and wellness of our African elephant herd. They'll give you a glimpse into their day-to-day responsibilities as they provide fascinating facts about the elephants. African cultural representatives will also be on hand to share stories of Disney's conservation efforts dedicated to the preservation of wild populations throughout their homeland. Throughout this experience, you'll be able to observe the elephants from approximately 80 to 100 feet away, which really isn't a lot when you think about it. It's Mm-mm. not, it's, you know, you're not even at the 50 yard line there. Um, <laughs> So you'll enjoy a closer encounter with elephants than you would during other in-park experiences. Uh, note, a portion of the proceeds is donated to the Disney Conservation Fund. It looks like this goes every half hour throughout, half your, hour. throughout your day, Hold not day. you know throughout the, uh, the sun-filled day. It doesn't go right. at night. Right. And um, it is $30 a person before any sort of... Um, Right, so we discount. Right, right. so we, uh, I'm an annual pass holder, um, and also a DVC member. So either one would have done the same thing. Um, I paid uh, twenty five dollars a person. About um, you have to be over four. So you there's do. no babies. 
Um, it tells you to wear comfortable shoes, so I guess you're on your feet for this hour. Uh, no, but that's okay. uh, th- that comfortable shoes thing is so far the only thing there that not really. And I could describe it more in yeah, more detail. Yeah, so let's get into it. Sure. So first of all, we kind of booked it at the last minute. I want to tell everybody out there, this is not something that you have to book, you know, and I've as heard soon this. as it's, it's available. Not, yeah, it's not a... Um, um, it's, it is yeah. not in high demand. However, having said that, they were uh, starting to f- fill these things up. We did it... Um, basically, What this is how we did it. Um, we had gone there in the morning. Um, we were going to go hit the safaris. Um, you know, we got there too late to sort of do our rope drop at the Pandora thing. So we rode... Um, we did do the Navi River journey, but we couldn't do Flight of Passage. So we... We were heading over to the safari, and it was like 10 o'clock-ish in the morning. And there's the booth. is right across the way from the uh, Kilimanjaro safari entrance. Okay. Um, there are a couple of people standing there. It's called the Curiosity Animal Tours Kiosk. That's it. So it says Curiosity Animal Tours on the on the side there. And there's a couple of people standing there. And we just went. I just went up to it. I knew what it was ahead of time. I'm, I'm not sure if a lot of people know what it is. Right. But I knew what it was. Um, well, I mean, it's not one of those things that they, you know, right? That that's on the uh, in-room uh, television and right. things like that. So, um, you know, we just I, I had mentioned it to, to the and we said, hey, you know, why not? Let's let's look into it. So at ten o'clock, we were able to book the eleven o'clock tour. Um, I think we could have even done ten thirty if we wanted to, but our plan was to actually jump on the safari, and then by the time we were done, we were you know ready to rock and roll on this. Um, they tell you to get there 15 minutes early and you just report back to the uh, Curiosity Animal Tours kiosk. Um, and when you report back and you begin the process, they ask, like I said, they ask you there 15 minutes earlier. Uh, somebody gathers you up. There is about 12 of you, I would want to say, somewhere in the neighborhood of 12 to 14 people. You are then escorted backstage Um Dave, I'm sure you recall this. Um, others who have done similar tours, you remember where all the uh, Kilimanjaro Safari trucks were parked? Yeah. After when we did the Sun Sunrise Safari, uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, they have um, a little sort of little bus waiting for you there. Oh wow! Like a little shuttle, really. Um, where where you uh, get in and you take a drive to the area where you're going to see the elephants now. On the drive, it's a little interesting in that you get to see some of the stuff that people wouldn't ordinarily see. First of all, you're backstage to begin with, by and you see some of the you know buildings there. I know there was the you know some the headquarters for some of the uh, uh, walkthrough areas right. are there. Um, you drive past a couple of the you drive past the field that grows all of the brows for all the animals. There's a humongous yeah, there is. field yeah. where they grow various plants to feed the animals at the animal kingdom. That right next door to that is a horticulture area where they actually grow um, the plants that they use for, for example, the topiaries during the flower and garden festival. So you drive right past that as well as, um, you know, that's sort of an imagineering area. Um, I know we also saw the, remember the dinosaur that was out in front of Countdown to Extinction, the Triceratops-looking dinosaur. Yeah. I don't recall the name of it. It was not a Triceratops, but it was no. similar in appearance. Uh, that old statue was hanging out back there, too, so we drove right past really? that. Yeah. 
they drive and you drive past some of the um making ev- gonna think about making use of that someday yeah. i guess i don't know i don't know. i think they, a lot of that stuff they just sort of hang around as decor right um in the back we also passed some of the night barns for you saw the giraffe one and you can recognize the giraffe one because it's about 30 stories 30 <laughs> feet high right um we passed one for the mandrel baboons and and as you can imagine you're driving along that side of Kilimanjaro safaris behind it till you get to the elephant exhibit and then you you pull into this like little sort of dirt road gravel road um where and you pull up to and they they built this staircase and they built this sort of area for guests to that overlook the savannah part of the elephant exhibit where all the females are it's not the first one so picture in your mind the Kilimanjaro safari and the first time you see elephants is by monkey island where you'll see one male usually on your right hand side and then you go over the rickety bridge and you go past the uh the red clay pits where they have like the pretend tusks where we're digging into the red clay and then you get to um the exhibit on your left hand side with all where stella is the baby elephant and all the other female elephants you are on the other side of that exhibit and if you drive in the, on the safari now if you're going to kilimanjaro safaris you will sometimes see people on the other side of the exhibit and that is this tour the caring for elephants so any questions so far dave no no not okay. at all i thought i and I, I i i pulled up a blog posting somebody did i don't know who and i'm and i just the, the, you know i was i was curious about the truck and the and the kind of where your vantage point is and i think i'm i i, I think those questions are answered and i think you described it exactly the way it seems so the, here so the driver of the truck is giving you some of the she's just or he uh, we had a woman but um, is describing to you, you know, what you're driving past, like the barns, like the field right. for the all that kind of stuff, and pointing mm-hmm. it out to you. Mm-hmm. Then, when you pull in and you park, the one of the quote unquote animal keepers pops on board the truck, and you know, welcomes you to this, you know, the elephants and all that kind of stuff. Right. And that's when you get off and you um, walk up the, the sort of these flights of stairs, this ramp into this area where you can see the herd of female elephants um and she again all so you're the, looking at the the baobab tree correct that's it's that, right there yeah right in front of you it's kind of that iconic uh, photo we, of the baobab yeah. tree and we lucked out in that uh it's stella and a couple of the other females were very close to our viewing area they had come on that side of uh, the exhibit and the exhibit they have there is quite big i mean it goes all the way down to the, like the water and you know where the flamingos are and all that kind of stuff so it's a big area and there are uh so i think there were eight females i think they said or females and young there are two males um one that always is in the male exhibit that you see right across from monkey island and then another one they have a second yard, which is kind of off to the side that's not visible to the public except for you right? when you're doing this tour. And it's kind of like behind this gate. Um, and this keeper talks to you about you know some of the things that they do to care for the elephants. Well, they talk about Stella. They talked about, you know. Stella! She talked, exactly. She talked about uh, how this one particular male elephant, the smaller one, the younger one, um, enjoys being off exhibit more because he likes that pool he never goes into the pool on the other one um and the you know she talks about the big male she talks about you know how they communicate a little bit she talks about how stella's uh, older sister 
um, is very protective of Stella, and they think she's going to be a great mom soon. One of these, you know, as she's right, 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 mature. right. Nice. She talks about that kind of stuff, um, and she goes That's on cool. for a good fifteen twenty minutes about that. You know, takes questions, all that kind of stuff. Gives you plenty of chance to, uh, you know, sit there and watch all the elephants. Um, and then you sort of walk along the way a little bit. It's not far. It's all really one grassy area um, where you get to the cultural representative. Um, ours was from, I want to say, Zimbabwe. Um, she had a little bit more artifacts. She talked, she talked, she brought up about, and I know I, some of the safari truck drivers talk about how the relationship between the elephants and honeybees, for example. Um, how they are using bees now to 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 yeah. protect elephants. Uh, to well, they use bees to keep elephants out of farmland. Right. So bee, elephants hate bees. They're hate terrified of them. <laughs> hate. They're very sensitive um, in the ears and trunk, and when they right. get stung, it hurts more than it would hurt you. So they hate them. So as soon as they hear bees, they run away. So um, in farmland in Africa, they're now building honeybees nests to keep elephants away. And this way they don't have any kind of interaction with the farmers. There's no, you know, issues where farmers want to get rid of elephants. And and instead now um, the farmers are, uh, you know, protecting elephants. Plus, you also have the benefit of uh, pollinating honeybees in the area that, uh, you know, help with plants and all that kind of stuff. So you get that kind of stuff. She had, meaning the cultural representative, had a collar that they used to uh, in her home country to keep track of elephants. And, of course, they would bring a kid over and she would hold the collar. The collar would be, like, you know, huge compared to this small child. You get a sense of how thick the neck of an elephant is. Uh, they also brought out uh, poop. That's <laughs> shellacked that, uh, you know, they handed it to the kid. Of course, the kid was, oh, my God, I'm holding elephant, you know what. Um, they also told you that, um, you know, elephant dung is very fiber uh, oriented. They eat a lot of plants and they have a poor digestive system. So, I mean, it's, you know, very fiberish when that when it comes out. And they actually <laughs> use. Um, I never thought I'd be talking about this. Song. Yes. But, but they give you you get a card at the beginning of the thing. You get a, a kind of like a little. You know, basically your card with your name and you put it around your neck in, uh-huh. in this uh, lanyard. And the card itself is actually made 100% from elephant dung. And they, they sort of tell you that at the end. Yeah, I've uh, seen other things there yeah. before. Well, there's cards and stuff at the gift shop that are made. Right, 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 right. right. Like, uh, even like uh, like uh, notebooks and yeah. gifts. A- yeah, a- absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, they talk about that kind of stuff. Um, you are allowed to take pictures uh, while you're... At that exhibit, you are not allowed to take them as you are walking behind um, in the in the back, nor are you allowed to take them as you're driving to and from the place. Um, after the cultural representative is done talking... And we've always adhered to that, folks. <laughs> as, as I'm pretty sure I don't have any pictures of safari I don't trucks have anything behind. back there. I don't know. No I, pictures. It's not no allowed, pictures, so I, no. I wouldn't do that. Um, so then... Um, you know they, they they talk about that kind of stuff and then you you essentially board the bus again after you get plenty of opportunity to take pictures and that's a great place to take pictures i know i took a ton um and you get sort of this information from the keepers and from the cultural representative you board back on the bus and or shuttle and you're driven back to the same area that you were before 
Um, again, it's pretty much the same stuff that you pass by, so you don't get that same kind of tour um, coming back. But and then you're done, and you're it's probably I think it was less than an hour. You are on the exhibit itself for probably about thirty minutes. Um, That's a good long time. It's a good long time, and it it run, goes by fast. You don't realize with the with the two different talks, they do a nice job of dividing it up. And our particular, uh, and I, I assume there are most of them are like this, but certainly ours, uh, our hosts, if for lack of a better term, were very talkative, very engaging. I got the sense that either one of them could got, could have gone on for an hour and a half, not just fifteen right. minutes each. Um, you know, they gave you a good a good opportunity you know they fielded questions and that kind of thing but there was very the both of them were very engaging particularly the keeper um aspect of it uh but you don't for people i have a couple of not issues with it but they don't give that you don't go behind into the barn it's not a backstage tour it's not well you only driving past backstage right you get but it's not it's not there for that no you do not get to go into the elephant barn itself you do see the the yard you can see the barn you see the yard that is right outside of it where they keep the quote unquote other male elephant whichever one is not on exhibit that day they rotate him back right and forth. right right so you do get to see him too uh, and you could see the barn you could see where they where they're going but you don't get to go in it which I know you have done in other um, I, yeah, we, other I, tours. we've done it in other tours, yeah. I, and I find it fascinating that the tour is called Caring for Giants and is specifically about the way Disney cares for right. these animals. And yet, probably the, the, you know, the most important piece of w- their care is that barn. Um, One and, of them, yeah. yeah I mean. and, and, to, and to have it not on the tour... Seems a little, seems odd to me. It, 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 I don't know. Does I mean elephants are very. I would just think you would expect that from from something named. I, I did. Know. Yeah. I mean, I didn't know too much about it. I did. I mean, I remember reading about it, but I didn't know one way or the other. I had assumed you at least got to peek in, uh, but you're really not anywhere near it. Um, you could see it in the distance on the other side of this field, um, but you're no, you don't, you don't go anywhere near it. Uh, elephants are unique in that um, I don't think most people know this, but they are the most dangerous zoo animals yeah. in the world. Yeah, they are. They yes, kill they are. more keepers than any other animal in a zoo. Um, and you, when you think about it, it's it's for obvious reasons, and one is that they they're are huge. Hu- yeah, exactly. They're huge. <laughs> and unlike other um, carnivores, for example, if if the Bronx, if the sorry, if the animal kingdom had bears, um, certainly they have tigers and lions. Mm-hmm. Keepers are never in the same exhibit with them. Usually right. Right. the the protocol requires there to be two doors between you and, and, um, and a and lot of these big yeah. predators. Right. right. Elephants are completely different. They are hands-on. They have to be hands-on. Um, they have issues, and the, and the keepers talked about this a little bit, they have issues with their toenails and issues with their teeth. Um, many elephants in the wild don't live to a ripe old age because of issues like Things that like that problem yep. with their teeth and they only have four teeth so and they also by the way they had a um, a, a plaster of um, a model of uh, elephant tooth it's huge um so they need to be very hands-on um keepers with elephants and if an elephant gets mad at a keeper they will just nudge them push them but um while i can push you dave and i might <laughs> knock you over 
you will go flying with if an elephant yeah. pushes you over. And like I said, more keepers have died from elephants than any other animal. Right. Um, so they're very dangerous. They have all sorts of like unique um, items that they use to take care of them. Hooks and big poles and yeah. all sorts and, of and, things. And, and some of the most amazing ones are in the barn. Right. Uh, you know, where they give them a shower and the way they're, uh, right. <laughs> the way they're, the way they have these big iron, um, that would have been interesting to columns in between their spaces so so they can see each other and and socialize but they also are able to separate them um they're able to examine them uh without actually being in the same room with them they're able to do some things that way and it is amazing and they also have built the barn um where there's like little displays and stuff right. in there um so it is made for these tours i i guess they to, had the tour for years yeah i guess to do this many per day is probably an issue because with the backstage safaris is only a couple yeah if you do if you did include that and and the other thing by the way i thought of that would be nice to include uh which was not in there is a stop at the rhinos which are also um, giants giants yeah um i thought that would have been interesting as well if you just had a stop at their exhibit kind of you could easily at least the black rhino which is over on the side there you could do this with the white rhino right because they're in the middle of the savannah but the black rhino has it, it was across from the okapi, and you could easily build a similar situation where you sure. could pull up and like a little exhibit, and you could do something. It, they could rotate it so that you're at 15 minutes at each, you know, each of the rhinos, each of sure. the elephants, and then the elephant barn. But you would have to employ, uh, you know, three times as many people to be because you'll be that many more people out and about in the savannah. So right. Um, this is you're basically only there for a half an hour. They say 60 minutes, but it's really you know you're there 15 minutes ahead of time. The drive's like 10 minutes. The drive back's like 10 minutes. You're really only in the elephant area for about a half an hour. So, so you did you have any other um, criticisms? I, I I guess it was the word you were. Oh uh, yeah, I mean I would not call it a criticism. Um, not seeing the barn. It, it, for $30, it's a great, right. great thing. Okay. So I would assume they would have to charge you more if you're going to be out there for more. And I, more. I have a quick question for you, though. Go for it. And I'll tell you the, the one thing that kind of came to my mind the first time I read the description of this. Mm -hmm. This is way back when. Um, and I may have even asked you this on a show. Maybe I, maybe, but I think now that you're describing it, it kind of drives this, this question home even more. And this is, you know, not meant to be a criticism. It's really just a question. But, um, you're going to a place where you're, you know, 100 feet, you know, 50 to 100 feet um, from an elephant. And you're standing in this place viewing these elephants from this distance. Mm -hmm. This sounds a lot like a lot of zoos, Mike, where you can stand at a distance of sometimes even less than that. Right. Um, and view an elephant from a viewing area. Right. Do you see where I'm going? Why pay thirty dollars to, uh, to do well, that? I think it's the experience of talking to the keeper for fifteen. Okay, and you, and you, you think were... that's where? I mean, I mean, Mike, I can go up to an elephant exhibit in a zoo and speak to somebody. No. Well, I mean, not like this. Okay. Why not? That's this is the kind of the question I have. Well, I mean, I... why is it worth thirty dollars? If you can do the same experience and see, not the same experience, but 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 view the animals from the same distance, you can view the animals. at almost any zoo that has African elephants, well, and not many do. First of all, 
Um, not a lot of zoos have African elephants. Most of them have Asian, Asian elephants. Most right. of them have Asian. So uh, African elephants are uh, much more difficult to keep than the Asian elephants. Right. Um, they're more aggressive, et cetera, And et cetera. Disney's had issues. Right. Disney's had issues, yep. and pretty much anybody who's had uh, right. African elephants had. But anyway, um, y- it is the setup, the exhibit itself is not unlike a zoological exhibit of elephants where you're standing there and seeing the elephants in front of you. Most zoos don't have a keeper come out and talk to you for 15, 20 minutes. Or a cultural representative from Africa to talk to you for 15 or 20 minutes. Well, that's for sure. And most of them don't have a, you know, drive you through the back and you see some of the stuff that's back there. Well, because you don't have to. Yeah, (laughs) right. I mean, that was a, it was a fun thing to do. It's a very minor portion of it. But I, you know, I got to see the field where they make the topiaries for Epcot and all that kind of stuff. That's kind of cool. Right. Uh, For a Disney fan anyway. Sure. Um, So I understand what you're saying and that there are, you can go to a zoo and see elephants. Um, by standing there, here you get a, a great uh, interaction with and learn about how you care for them. To, to me, it's it's not unlike, I, for example, I know the Bronx Zoo offers classes to people for a charge. Well, they'll do something like this where a keeper right. will talk to you for a while and will take you on a tour. Generally speaking, they're longer and more money. Um, yeah, you know, they're usually a couple hours, but they're going to cost you like eighty bucks or something like that. Uh, this is you know twenty five thirty dollars for half hour forty five minutes or however you want to put it. Um, so it's similar in that kind of concept. So I think it's really the the information, the talk with the keeper and the cultural representative. That's the thirty dollars. Okay. I mean, if if they just drove you out and there, you think dropped you off for half an hour, and like, here you can watch the go go see the elephants, and we'll tell you here and I, and, and have would, a tour guide there because most big exhibits at a zoo will have somebody there. Not really, I mean, most um, that's of the what you did for a while, wasn't it? Yeah, I know, but usually you don't have them there. So you so so I guess my bottom the the <coughs> so the experience itself is no different than a, than than going to a zoo with African elephants as right. far as the the sight the viewing of them. Right, but, right. But no, it's I mean, the added experience of the cast members absolutely. and that that do it. And you think it's worth it? And you suggest? Oh, it? I would definitely do it. Totally do it. Would you do it again? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I absolutely want to take the kids on it too. For sure. Cool. So, so I don't know if I would do it every trip, but you would take the would, time to do it. Oh, I would definitely. I would definitely. Next time I take them down, I'm definitely going to try to talk them. And what did you say again? You paid. You had a discount. Twenty five dollars. Twenty five dollars for an hour. That's not thirty for. Um, it's thirty is the price, but if you yeah. have DVC or annual pass, I looked. It didn't look like Disney Visa. You know, Chase card holders. I don't think they got a discount. So family of four, a hundred bucks. You're saying this is worth it? Absolutely. Good. Well, that's good to know. I mean that's that that's that's a positive, um, and hopefully it sticks around then. At that, <laughs> that. Uh, anything else you want to mention about it before we wrap up here? No, I think that's it. Okay, I wanted to just to mention a couple of things. One, um, at, well, I wanted to mention one thing that has sort of two parts. We have uh, <laughs> we have um, some shows planned coming up. Uh, we're definitely going to do a show about a topic that a lot of people have asked me to address, and that's the rumor of flights of wonder closing. Right. Um, I, we only know it as a rumor, but what Mike and I wanted to do, in, in uh, well, what Mike wanted to do really as a result of that is um, kind of go through the history and the design and all that of Flights of Wonder. Sure, so that's co- that's coming up soon. I'm not sure if that's the next show. I think it will be the next show and maybe or, but what the what I'm getting to at the real point here all this is yeah, that is we are point? we are gearing up for our next edition of listener questions. We are. 
We are. And um, Mike usually does this via Twitter. <laughs> yes, they do. And Mike likes to keep it kind of short as far as the duration because he doesn't want to field these things all the time. That's what you mean. So, well, I, I mean, you say you you like to say we're going to take questions. What are they? And so that uh, and you don't like let people ask for weeks because then you just have it take oh. you forever to find. Well, them. usually what I do is I will um, ask them on the Twitters. The Twitters. I will uh, post it. I, I tend to do it over the course of a couple of days because you know how Twitter is. Once, sure. It's after awful. it's been up there for like two hours, nobody's ever going to find it again. Right. So I will do it like at different times of the day, maybe, you know, morning one day, sure, next sure, day, sure. afternoon, that kind of thing. So people who look at it at different times might see it. And, but over the course of, you know, a week or so, gathering them up. So what I would suggest is um, we're not taking them via Twitter just yet, but follow Mike at Jombo Everyone, <laughs> um, and uh, you will know, um, he'll let you know when he's, like, taking and compiling, and we try to go through almost all of them, certainly all the serious ones. Um, we get a lot of goofy ones, as you would imagine. But I also I want to answer, but you never do. Right. But also, I wanted to mention that if you have a question that you can't fit in the dreadful 140 characters. We're talking about 140. Or whatever it is. Now, they've doubled it. It's now 280. 280 characters. If you, if, if you can't if ask, ask if a question brain, 280 characters. If your mind can, can express more than 280 characters. They doubled it. You and me have a um, have a well, similar uh, ability in life, and I wanted to offer you that person who can express themselves <laughs> in more than 280 characters. Unless it's a multiple an choice option question. to can you please shut up so I can tell them what I'm saying. An option to submit the question or the comment. We'll take comments and talk about comments too. And you could do that via email at jomboeveryone at gmail.com. And you could start doing that now if you want to, because via email, uh, I can certainly take these forever. I mean, I can always reference I back to email. It's much easier than fishing through your really Twitter. read a question that's more than 280 characters? That's a long question. A lot of times those questions turn 280 characters is a long question. As you can see, Mike's <laughs> brain has shrunk into the size of a tweet. And that's what I have to deal and with now, folks. And my tweet size just doubled, so and it's great. Size just doubled, so he's <laughs> twice as dopey as he was before. Uh, so I wanted to give you that. Jumbo, everyone at gmail.com. Um, if you have any questions or stuff and you don't want to use the Twitter machine, you can do that. And please stay tuned if you don't already to Mike's um, Twitter account for the opportunity to uh, ask these questions. We just don't know the uh, the schedule of the of the uh, recordings yet. We may be doing that one sooner or later, but it is coming up soon, and we always get excited about it because it's often more than one show, and your questions have been consistently great and a lot of fun to talk about. Um, so I think that's it for Safari Mike. I'm Dave McBride. Quaharini, go well, and thank you for listening to Radio Harambe. <laughs> Now, who do you